keep telling myself that this is a part of the job I'm choosing to stay and this is a part of it so that I'm not constantly resisting what the reality is. The more that we resist what reality is, the more that we're going to be frustrated as humans. Welcome to Intentional Living with Atusa. In this podcast, we talk about all topics of self-development, how to feel better, how to strengthen your mindset and your relationships, how to succeed in your goals, and more importantly, how to create a fulfilling and intentional life for yourself that is true to you. If you want to see me face-to-face as I'm talking, you can search up Intentional Living with Atusa on YouTube as well. Hey guys, in this episode, I want to share with you the 10 lessons that I've learned in how to really start loving your job before you choose to leave it and really overcoming issues of burnout, lack of fulfillment with your job, or having a lot of stress and anxiety around your job. If you are a healthcare professional, if you're a first responder, or if you're just dealing with these issues in your job as well, this episode is really going to help you overcome some of that. It's going to help you really shortcut two years of the process that I've gone through, all the programs on learning and applying to my life and figuring out what's working what's not working and all the lessons that I've learned it's all in this episode I remember hearing this concept from Burke Castillo for the first time that you shouldn't leave your job until you love your job and when I thought about that at the first I was like that just sounds really weird because why would you leave your job if you love it and as I've gone through this process of sticking with a career that I really did not like and I really wanted to just escape from I really was able to learn what this phrase really truly meant and really understand the importance of it. So when I first started my career as a paramedic and I started hating all these things about the career and wanting to just kind of get out of it as fast as I could to start this life coaching business and try to replace my income and be able to quit the job as fast as I can, I started to realize that uh, there was a lot of stuff that I just needed to work on internally to be able to grow as a person and to be able to deal with a lot of my internal beliefs, maybe insecurities, some of the negative emotions that I'm dealing with and how to handle those things rather than just kind of run away from it and escape from it. So the first lesson that I learned was how to deal with anxiety and uncertainty. So one of my first issues with the job was like, oh, there's just too much things that are uncertain. There was like a lot of emergency situations that we're going to go into. We don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who I'm going to be working with. I don't know where I'm going to be. And there's just too many things that are uncertain. And that would give me a lot of anxiety. What the issue really was, was my relationship with uncertainty. And when it comes to our life and the world, there's a lot of uncertain situations. We don't know what's going to happen in our lives. And a lot of people have a lot of anxiety for the future because they don't know what's going to happen because they can't control the future. So anxiety really comes when you're resisting either an emotion that you are scared to feel or a future event. So it's never in the moment that you are anything, you're anxious about something happening right now. It's usually something in the future that you're afraid of or you're really afraid of feeling a negative emotion, like feeling incompetent, feeling embarrassed. So when I would have a lot of anxiety when it comes to a certain call that's going to come, the anxiety was really if I'm going to feel incompetent because I don't perform well. So it's not even me not performing well that would cause me the me being upset. It's me possibly feeling the feeling of incompetence that I was afraid of. What would really happen was like, I would just kind of repeat to myself, even if I messed up or even if there was like a certain call coming that it's okay to feel incompetent, it's okay to even make mistakes. I would kind of reassure myself and talk back to myself and to really tell myself that like when 
I do make a mistake, like it happens and that it's okay to make mistakes as long as you just learn from it and you just learn to improve as well. So it really allows you to reduce the judgment you have for other people as well to perform really well. And like whether your partner does bad on a call, you don't have as much judgment towards them because you understand that people make mistakes and you don't judge yourself because of it either. And what I really started learning was like negative emotions, they will always be a part of our lives and they are harmless. So really a lot of anxiety kind of reduces when you're okay with feeling any emotion there is. And even if there are other emotions of just their fear or the embarrassment, incompetence, shame, whatever feeling that was going to come, I just accepted it as part of the human experience that these things are going to come and that I'm going to be okay anyways because emotions are harmless. The second and very important lesson that I learned was to have more gratitude with my job and to focus on the positive 50. So the concept of 50-50 is also from Bacchusio and she basically says that in life we have 50 things that 50% of our life that is good, 50% that is bad at all times. No matter where you are in your life, no matter what goals you achieve, um, if you're super rich or famous, there will always be things that are good about your life and bad about your life. Now, it's not going to be an exact 50%, 50%. I do believe that sometimes our life is a lot better than when it was in the past before we've accomplished some goals, but it's just to show you that there will always be good and bad in your life, in the world, and you can never have a completely perfect life. So what I started really realizing is that my thoughts about the job were creating the feelings that I was feeling. So when I was starting to feel burnt out, when I was starting to feel exhausted, when I started to feel really depleted or frustrated, these were just from my own thinking and perception of the job rather than the job itself. So it's it's okay to feel these things. It's okay to get frustrated. It's okay to sometimes feel depleted or exhausted, but just know that you're the one creating these feelings and it's not your actual job that's doing this to you. With my paramedic career, if I start to really overly focus on the negative 50% of the job, then that's when issues of burnout come up. So if I started to think about, okay, I've, I've had two different calls where I've gotten bed bug bites from the call because the person had bed bugs and I was really grossed out from those things and I was really upset about it. And having that situation or dealing with homeless people like peeing on your stretcher and it's like absolutely disgusting or homeless people having shit all over themselves it's disgusting not getting my lunches because in our service they usually pay you out if it's busy and they don't give you your designated like station time lunch when i used to really start feeling burnt out was when i would overly focus on all the negative parts about the job and I was kind of disregarding the positive parts of the job. So if instead I'd rather focus on the positive 50 of the job, like every job that has 50-50, no matter how much we think the grass is greener on the other side, there will always be things that are good and bad about a job. The positive 50 of my career is I get a pretty good, well-paying job with a two-year um, program, college program that you have to go through or the people that I work with. They're such amazing people and I get to run into them and talk to them and catch up and it's so much fun a lot of the times and you can just sometimes not get calls and you're just hanging out with people or you're just doing your own thing, reading, whatever you want to do. Not a lot of jobs get to have that. And even when I don't get my designated lunch, I still get to eat. There's so many chances to eat in the truck and I don't genuinely need that time to be able to eat my food. I get lots of days off because I have shift work and I work 12 hours so I get 
a lot more days off than the nine to fivers do. And I get to have a lot more flexibility with my schedule. I have lots of time to sit and rest. And there's a lot of jobs where people have to be constantly on their feet all the time. And I get a lot of chance to just sit in the truck, drive and not have to be constantly running around. So that's not a really physically demanding job. And when it comes to my supervisors, they're not there all the time. And a lot of other jobs like you have your managers or supervisors constantly right there and constantly maybe even bugging you the whole day but we don't get like we have so much autonomy because we're just in the truck with your partner you're driving around all day you're not really micromanaged there's not really that many chances to be micromanaged so what you can start seeing is like you could really focus on the positives or the negatives and your experience will determine which one, like from which one you're focusing on, what you're going to be feeling majority of the time when you're going to work and what your experience of that job is going to be like. And what you can see is like different paramedics in the service have different perspectives of the job and they are some of them are really positive and some of them are really negative and it really just depends on what you're focusing on and something I learned that was really important was when something really gross happens something that I hate whether it's a bed bug call or whether it's a home like a homeless person that is just covered in feces or urine to just keep telling myself that this is a part of the job I'm choosing to stay and this is a part of it so that I'm not constantly resisting what the reality is the more that we resist what reality is the more that we're going to be frustrated as humans the third lesson that I learned was to be open to challenging situations and not expect life to be easy so instead of running away from my job that was challenging at first I started to realize that I need to be more okay with failure that doesn't mean I'm a failure but I need to be okay with you know just feeling incompetent being new at things feeling embarrassed feeling uncomfortable and these are a lot of the stuff that I was also feeling in my business starting business for the first time and having to go through all those emotions it wouldn't have fixed it if I just quit my job my paramedic job and came into this one because there's still same stuff that we were talking about the anxiety and the fear of the unknown feeling incompetent and failing like these things were all already just going to be translated to this new career path that I was taking that's why it's so important to deal with the shit you need to deal with first before choosing to move on and our fear of failure really comes from our fear of the unknown back when we were in the caveman days when we had an unknown situation that could have led to just death that's why sometimes we fear the unknown we fear the failures because we want to be good at things we want to be certain that we can do something and you just got to embrace the unknowns in life and you got to embrace not being good at things and you got to embrace life being hard and embrace the challenges because that's when you know you're growing and that's as human beings we're meant to grow we're meant to evolve the fourth lesson that I've learned was how to cope with stress and negative emotions in a healthier way. So the more that you know how to deal with high stress situations that at first I was like, oh, this job has too many high stress situations. But the better you are at like dealing with those high stress situations and being able to deal with negative emotions voluntarily and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, the more that you can really improve like live the full extent of life and you can embrace new opportunities and take advantage of new opportunities you can really put yourself out there more and live a fuller life as well 
And really what I've learned on how to cope in a more positive way was learning instead of coping with like bubble tea and sweets and food, not that I never do those things anymore, but really learning better ways to cope with stress, whether that's like a cardio exercise, whether that's yoga, relaxing yoga, whether that's meditation. I don't really do too much meditation, but that works a lot for people. Breathing work helps a lot, especially in in Um, high stress situations in my job when we're going to a call where I'm just like a little bit more nervous about whether that's a cardiac arrest or some call that I haven't done before I start to really work on my breathing to relax myself and not get in this fight or flight mode because when you're in a fight or flight mode there's not going to be a lot of blood flows to the thinking side of your brain you're not going to make as good of a decision as if you were a lot calmer so during a high stress call before a high stress call really working on my breathing or even spending time with friends and family family, journaling, whatever it is, figuring out a way to cope with negative emotions rather than trying to avoid it, which we really cannot because there will constantly be negative emotions in our life. So the fifth and a very important lesson that I learned was to not be the victim in my life and not be in this victim mentality. So when you're in a victim mentality, you think that other people are doing things to you. And what this happens is like other people are not doing things to me, whether that's the service that I work for, whether that's patients that I have that might be like rude or their family members or the nurses that might be mean. If I'm constantly playing the victim, like they're doing things to me, then I am giving my power away to them. What I started really helping with my level of burnout was to stop thinking that the service is doing something to me and that they are like, they don't care about me or like they don't, that they're not getting me off on time and they're making me stay. And all this like thinking and perspective caused me to start feeling burnt out and start feeling like the victim and start feeling powerless because then if it's their fault, then I can't change anything. So what I really had to remind myself was like, I'm choosing to do this. I'm choosing to come to work. I'm choosing to stay. And if I did not want to, I can quit. I can quit. I can choose another career. I can make an exit strategy, even if I don't want to quit tomorrow and maybe leave my mortgage and kids and everyone just like starving. I can actually make an exit plan and take action towards that exit plan and pick another career if I wanted to. I'm not stuck. I'm not stuck. You're not stuck. No one's ever stuck in where they are. Now, the sixth thing that I really learned was to develop a lot of social skills. You spend 12 hours in a shift working with a partner and when you first start out, you're working with all these different people. So instead of having a lot of anxiety, who am I going to work with? Am I going to connect with them? Are they going to like me? Having all those um, self-doubt insecurities Uh, maybe awkward social situations, I learned to really be secure in who I am and really be able to be comfortable being myself right from the beginning rather than being this kind of like polished version or this version that I think the other person would like more and kind of molding my personality to their energy or to them. That's kind of people-pleasing behavior. I learned to overcome that have confidence that people are going to like the real me and the people that are going to like me are going to just be my friends and the ones that aren't going to like me to not really care about them either. And I've been able to build beautiful relationships at work by just focusing on other people, taking interest in other people, and also learning to have other people be themselves. You're going to be working with so many different personalities and there's you can choose to be picky about who you like and who you don't like, or you can let people be themselves. The ones that are more quiet, the ones that talk a lot, the ones that might have a weird quirk, like it's just kind of letting them be themselves so that you can also be more comfortable being yourself and just having less judgment for other people was a beautiful lesson that I've learned. 
So the seventh lesson that I learned was how to really overcome compassion fatigue. Even in my coaching business, before I started, I was like, I do not want to go in another career where I have to like listen to people's problems and try to help them and stuff like that. Like I'm so over it. But learning to feel better mentally through gratitude, through learning how to process my stress, through learning better coping mechanisms, through not being the victim and actually taking my power in my life and choosing to be here, choosing this decision that I am in this career, I was able to just show up a lot better for my patients and want to help them and want to be there for them, even in my coaching business, genuinely want to help people and genuinely want to just have a lot of love and compassion for them. Now, I don't feel super compassionate for every single patient that I have. There's still patients that I have a harder time feeling compassion for that might annoy me, and I try to just kind of keep that inside and still treat them the same way I would normally. But I, it's not every single patient that is causing me to feel this way. Like it's just the one-offs that might be really rude or that might piss all over my stretcher. I'm not going to really feel that loving and caring towards them. But learning to overcome compassion fatigue allowed me to really stand up and advocate when I feel like something is not right instead of it being cool, which is like I think pretty common in our service that it's cool to be rude to patients and it's cool to kind of be um, apathetic towards patients and not treat them with respect. And that's kind of seen as like, oh, that's like the more seasoned paramedics do that versus if you're more new, you're like super nice to everyone. So learning that that's not really what the culture has to be. That's not really a cool way of doing things. That's just compassion fatigue. And when you learn to overcome that, then you can have more love and connection for people rather than treat them as objects, treat them like they don't mean anything or treat them like um, they don't deserve your respect. The eighth lesson that I learned was how to create fulfillment in my work and make that my responsibility versus have it be the work's responsibility. So it's not your job's responsibility to create fulfillment for you. It's your own, like fulfillment is a feeling that you feel and what you think your own perception is going to be what causes fulfillment or not fulfillment. As human beings, our most rewarding experience is going to be giving and contributing in society. That's just going to be the, what's going to give you the most rewarding feeling, no matter it, past how much money you're going to make in a career, past all the other things. What truly like gets a lot of people going is that rewarding feeling of contribution. This way of contributing as in your field might not be the exact way that you want to contribute so whatever field that you have you might be like okay I just don't want to contribute in this way I don't want to give in this way like that's one of the main reasons I started my coaching business was like I love helping people but it might just not be as a paramedic I just want to help people and as a life coach instead and I want to help them improve their lives I just want to work with functioning people that want to take their life further and they want to improve themselves and they want to become a better version of themselves even though I would rather help people in that way you want where you are right now the job that you're at right now you might want to lean in more towards why you got started in the first place and really lean into the purpose as to why you got started and why you want to do this job in a way that is rewarding and it's giving to others. It's just really interesting because I think a lot of people think that paramedics feel really rewarding or healthcare professionals feel like really rewarding in, in their careers because we're like, quote unquote, um, saving people and stuff like that. But 
a lot of programmers don't feel like that and a lot of us don't actually feel fulfilled in our jobs so what i just want you to do is kind of like lean into that spark that kind of got you going in the first place that newer energy when you first got started and you wanted to help people and you were eager to help lean into those things and when you do a call that actually helps someone even if you're done like save their life and you just tuck in an old lady or, or whatever little things that kind of is caring for someone else to just allow yourself to feel those loving feelings and compassion and the caring feelings that you get when you do stuff for other people so that it can really give you purpose and passion to in your job and you can kind of steer away from becoming burnt out. So the ninth lesson that I learned is to accept what is. So we talked about the concept of life being 50-50, 50 good, 50 bad, not exactly in the middle, but it always has good and bad in it. You want to accept what is, but you also don't want to pretend like things are like great and amazing all the time. That's just toxic positivity. Things will never always be perfect. That's just part of a human experience. So accept what is and not have resistance to the negative things that happen, to the negative emotions that come up. Don't expect yourself to be perfect. You don't want to have resistance to reality and reality is good and bad because it's a yin and yang. It's You can't experience good without the bad. You can't experience positive emotions without the negative to contrast it. You can't have good days without bad days to contrast it. So if you are feeling stressed or burnt out or or if you're just feeling depleted, don't judge yourself for feeling that way. Sometimes I give feedback from my boyfriend and some people that are close to me, they're like, oh, you're a life coach. You shouldn't have a bad day or you shouldn't have this neg- these negative emotions. And that's expecting people to be perfect when we're not perfect. And it's really important to not judge yourself for having those harder days, for not being perfect, for not responding perfectly all the time. When we talk about life being 50-50, pretending like it's not and pretending like we are we don't have flaws and that we don't have negative emotions, that is completely bullshit because it's just resisting or neglecting what reality truly is. And the tenth lesson that I learned is to really improve my work ethic. Really improving your work ethic is not for your employer, it is for yourself. Putting in hard work, it is a personal philosophy that really leads to success in life. And when it comes to hard work, you don't have to like something to do it really well. Like when it came to me going into my paramedic career and not really liking it and now being really interested in developing my coaching career just because I didn't like my paramedic job it wasn't a good enough excuse to not do well in it and how you do one thing is how you do everything so if you're being mediocre in your job you're going to be mediocre in all the other aspects of your life as well really developing the personal philosophies of leaving things better than you found it and really contributing really over delivering and giving more than you take instead of thinking that constantly thinking that I'm owed this I won't do this um, I deserve more pay to be able to do like the regular stuff in my job you start to really that's when you start to want to keep taking rather than over deliver and contribute more than you ever take so when it came to patient care when it came to documentation truck being clean whatever that was I for the longest time I was being a mediocre paramedic and not really applying myself because I did not really have that much interest in the job and really when I heard the phrase of you don't have to like something to do it that's when I really realized that like I just it's really important to have a work ethic so strong and to do re- really well in anything that you do because you don't want to be mediocre in one aspect of your life and expect that you're not going to be mediocre in other areas of your life too. So as you've heard me talk about all the lessons that I learned working as a paramedic and really sticking with a career that I did not like at all in the beginning 
you can really see that if I were to escape my job and if I were to go to a different job and even if I did really well right off the bat with my coaching business and just went straight to that, all the problems that I had would still be there because I never actually got a chance to overcome it or I would just have new problems in the new career that I would have. But a lot of these problems, they were just stuff that I needed to work on internally versus anything to do with the job itself. Now, if you are a paramedic or if you are a first responder, if you are in healthcare and you are dealing with issues of burnout, if you are dealing with issues of lack of fulfillment and wanting to just have more purpose and passion in your life and be able to take care of yourself more and show up better for yourself, you can click the link in the description or in the show notes and you can book a consultation call basically what happens on this consultation call is we spend an hour looking at your life looking at where you are where do you want to be what are your obstacles what are your thoughts and belief systems that are getting in the way and how I can help you get the desired results in your life how I can help you create the life that you actually want for yourself and not have to deal with these issues of burnout not have to deal with not being fulfilled in your life thank you so much for spending this time with me I know this was a longer episode and I hope that it was able to provide you some value I will see you next week with another episode bye